Welcome to the Rachel Kujup Show. I'm Rachel Kujup and my mission is to help you build a business that supports your multi-passionate lifestyle, create content with confidence and clarity, and launch profitable signature services and products. It is possible to blend who you are with what you do and gain financial freedom while still making a positive contribution to the world. I have helped over 3,000 people across my workshops and programs become respected and successful leaders and creators in their community. I know you have big dreams for your business and life. So are you ready to be seen and heard? In today's episode, I'll show you how to make it happen. Welcome to The Rachel Kujup Show. In today's episode, I'm speaking with my good friend and incredible human, Evelyn Kelly. Evie is a life and business coach on a mission to support ambitious women create unstoppable self-belief and confidence so that they can create the life and business they truly love and deserve. Using her signature framework of mindset, strategy and soul, Evie coaches her clients to create profitable, sustainable, soul-led businesses with ease and joy. Evie built her business to fully booked in under one year and is also the co-founder of a million dollar product-based business in New Zealand, Brooklyn Flowers. Evie is also the host of the Elevate Your Life podcast and the proud dog mom of her beautiful golden retriever, Finn. Today, we're chatting about how to cultivate your inner nurturer and intuition. I just know you're going to get so much from this conversation with Evie, so let's dive straight in. I am so excited to talk to you today about how to listen to your inner nurturer because I feel like we talk a lot about taming the inner critic, but not enough about that really beautiful, supportive, guiding force voice that wants the best for us. So before we dive into all of the good stuff, I would love to know how do you define the inner critic and the inner nurturer? Amazing. Firstly, hi everyone. And thank you so much for having me on, Rach. This is such a cool conversation and I'm so glad that we're focusing more on the inner nurturer than the inner critic. So let's define the two perhaps. So the inner critic, I would say, is that that voice in your mind, the negative mindset that says you're not good enough, pretty enough, fun enough, whatever enough, is always sort of like nitpicking or looking for the faults or the negativity basically and you may also call this the ego I kind of use those terms interchangeably so uh, yeah bear with me on that one and then the the flip of that is the inner nurturer or what I would normally use to call it is the intuition and that's that beautiful loving reassuring voice that always knows what's right for you in any one moment and you know there's nothing that can reassure you quite the same as as your intuition. I love those definitions. And yes, those terms, I've definitely used them before, ego and intuition. I think it's really, really important to talk about the differences and to provide some examples, because I know for some of my listeners and clients, they've never really thought about their intuition, that inner Mm -hmm. nurture, like it's there because we all have it, but we've never really spent a lot of time on it. And they focus so much on that inner critic. So I'd love to know, like, how does the critic and the nurturer show up for you in your daily life? How do you like hear them or know which one's which? Amazing. Love this conversation and this question. Uh, 
just <laughs> backstory. I used to think that I was just a negative person and I only ever listened to my inner, inner critic essentially growing up. And until I kind of stopped and did this work on myself and realized that, oh, it's actually not who I am. It's a part of me, yes, but there's this whole other side and this whole other voice that I can tap into, which is the true me and, and what I call the intuition. And so if this feels like you, where you're like, I can only hear this one voice, or what do you mean this other beautiful, loving, reassuring voice in you? It absolutely is in, is in uh, within all of us, sorry. But it's just really about learning the differences between the two and then learning to foster the one that you really want to live your life from. So to d differentiate the two is really key is, is about how it sounds and how it makes you feel. I think how it makes you feel is probably the easiest way to recognize it. But the inner critic really sounds like chitter chatter all over the show, jumping from thought to thought, uh, often, yeah, very logical, very, uh, very negative focused, essentially, and normally has a whole lot to say. Whereas the intuition is, is normally more subtle, normally has less words. It's normally often more of a feeling as opposed to words sometimes, or it's just like a one or two thing, like this is, this is your answer, or this is what you need to know right now. And so how they make you feel is of course very different as well. So inner critic is like tight, dark, constrictive, icky, like that fear-based voice essentially. So it's all in, in fear. Uh, whereas yeah, intuition is the opposite. It's light, expansive. It's like so reassuring. It's so right. Yeah, it just feels really grounded and beautiful and, and reassuring. Yeah, I feel like I've said that so many times, but they're so different, right? They're kind of like polar opposites. So I think listen to what it says and also particularly how it makes you feel. And then you can, yeah, you'll be able to tell the difference, I reckon. But it's a bit of a practice, right? You've got to learn to be like, what is this other voice? And, and for so often, a lot of us, like with me, for example, I didn't really nurture my intuition and it's not really something that was fostered within me growing up, nor is it often within sort of general society, I think, as a generalization there. And so that just takes some work to start to, to cultivate that voice really and start to choose to listen to it more. But it is there. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that um, and for sharing part of your personal journey because I am nodding furiously to this because it's exactly the same for me. I was like, damn, you're a negative person, Rachel. Like I'm a realist <laughs> and I love that I am. And I also can be really positive, but for so long, all I ever heard was that, like you said, that little nitpicky voice that was like, you shouldn't do that. Why are you thinking about that? That won't work. You can't possibly do that because of X, Y, and Z. And it wasn't until... I did the same work as you and realized, like you said, a lot of our society is really focused on this inner critic and not actually listening to our intuition for so many reasons that I went around too, just thinking I was that negative Nancy all of the time. And I would then beat myself up for not being more positive. And that just put me in like another like shame kind of like spiral. And then the more I did that, the more the inner critic felt like it had evidence yes. to prove what it was saying. And I think, you know, if a lot of listeners are feeling that way, know that that is completely normal. I think to be honest, a lot of us uh, have to do this mindset work on our own to really see that there is that inner intuition, like you said. And for so long too, I was looking for some kind of like spiritual practice or something to find that voice. And it wasn't actually until I started doing things that I loved or like 
quietening the inner critic that then I could actually hear that voice. Like I didn't need to Mm. go out, do anything, pay any money necessarily. Mm -hmm. It was always there. It was just so much noise over the top that I couldn't hear it. Do you find that too a lot with your clients? Like we're sort of looking for something to buy or do to get to that inner nurture of the intuition when it's literally just speaking to us all the time. We just aren't listening. Yeah, totally, totally. And like, I think how um, the thing that helped me the most was coaching. And so obviously that is outsourcing in, in some way, but it's really teaching you the skills to tap into your true self and reconnect in. And so you can hear your your intuition and dial down your inner critic. But yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, all of this is already within you. It's already inside of you. It's not about like going outside of you to seek it externally. And sure, there's lots of practices that can support you to tune in and, you know, to really dial down your inner critic, like meditation, for example, or maybe there's a form of journaling that you love that can support you to really reconnect and hear that voice. But it's, yeah, it's less about looking for it externally, but using the practices and and just learning this stuff. Like even hopefully this podcast is is some tools to help you realize that my inner critic is not who I am. And there's this whole other way of, of living and being in this, this beautiful loving voice that can be my guiding light instead. And that's, I mean, that was a game changer for, for me is like when you realize that it's not who you are and then one, also I always say, name it something else, either you can call it inner critic or your ego or whatever name, anything, it doesn't matter. But I think that process is really key because it separates you from that voice. Because like you say, I just thought it was, it was who I was and it can kind of, yeah, go down in that uh, shame spiral. And it's like, actually, it's not actually you. You can, you can nip it in the butt pretty quickly. Yes. It takes some practice and some work, but yeah, learning your intuition is just gonna, it's a game changer, completely changed my life. And I love that you shared how much it changed your life because it did with me too, like just getting it out of my own head. And I know a lot of my clients come to me and they probably come to you too and they want to silence that inner critic, but mm. I actually welcome the inner critic. Now I'm like, hey, cool, thanks for showing up. <laughs> what do you have to say? And then I go, thank you so much for sharing that with me. That's fab. But here's what I'm going to do instead and here's why. And it sounds kind of weird, like I'm yeah. talking to myself in my head because I am. Um, and so <laughs> I would love to know how you perhaps do this or help your clients navigate this because instead yeah. of preventing the inner critic for showing up, I feel like we need to learn how to navigate it and acknowledge it and listen to it because we're never going to eliminate it. And again, putting all your energy, in my opinion, on trying to shut it up doesn't actually serve us. Yeah. Totally, totally. And there is actually a little bit of wisdom or things that we can learn or take from it as well. I I 100% agree with you. I first want to like, I feel like we need to like describe like why we even have it in the first place. And then I'll walk you through the process that I normally teach my clients, which, which is hopefully really supportive for the listeners. So first of all, the inner critic is, you know, our mind is like, I think it's something like, I'm going to mince up the words here. I'm not sure the exact figure, but hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years old, right? And so our mind, and yes, we have evolved and society's evolved so much, but our mind really is still back into those primitive days of survival. And so our inner critic was really designed to keep us safe and to keep us alive. So way back, it was like, remember those uh, poisonous berries, don't eat the poisonous berries or like run away from the tiger or the lion that's going to come attack us type of thing. And 
nowadays though we fast forward and it's like oh what is someone going to think of me if I say that online or what if I go after that thing in my business what are people going to think of me or what's the bad thing that's going to happen here and and we make it feel like it's life or death almost you know because that's what it feels like internally a lot of the time and it's it's not really that true right a lot of that is just perception or perceived fear or what might go wrong all of the what ifs and the buts and the questions right and not actually hard facts or evidence but it can really feel that way it can really feel real uh, in the time and especially yeah if you're not so aware of what your inner critic is and how it sort of behaves and things like that so I hope that's helpful first and foremost so that the steps that I would walk you through is one, obviously doing this work, identifying it, learning a little bit about what it is and how it likes to show up in our lives. Two is naming it. So like I said earlier, inner critic, ego, whatever name. So it's not you, it's separating you from it. And then I normally get people to write this out on paper and kind of similar to what you were saying is having like a conversation in your mind. I would say do it on paper first and foremost, because it's helpful to get it out and actually see it. And I think that just that act uh, alone can give us a lot of perspective. So writing out all of the things that your inner critic saying, who do you think you are? What, do you, what are you doing this for? You're never going to get that thing. Uh, who's who's going to think um, poorly of you or whatever it might be? And it can feel pretty icky to do that, right? I really get it. It's, it's an icky place to be. But write it all out word for word. Let it be heard. And it's almost like I say the inner critic often wants to have like an argument and Internally, like, but, but, but wait, wait, you've got to hear what I've got to say here because, you know, you might be running into danger here. Like, I'm trying to keep you safe. So let it all be heard, let it all out, write it all down on paper, and then go back with a little bit more perspective and say, is this actually true? Is this any hard evidence to back up the statement or not? If it's not, cross it out. Um, you know, most of the time, 90% of the time, perhaps a lot of the things that your inner critic says is not true. Then I would say, is there any legitimate questions in there? Because sometimes there is. For example, in a business context, maybe it's like, if I leap and go after that thing, or if I invest in that thing, what's that going to look like for me long-term? Am I going to make it work? Like, what's the, what's the solution? What's the outcome? And so sometimes that's a legitimate question that you want to answer. And so I would then go with your loving intuition and answer that. And, you know, we don't all have a crystal ball. We can't know exactly what it's going to be like in the end or what the outcome is exactly. But essentially what we're trying to do here is strengthen your self-trust muscle and really reassure yourself from your intuition. Like, I'm not exactly sure if this is going to work or if this investment's going to pay off but I think it might and I think this is probably the best option based on x y or z or whatever it might be and really reassure your inner critic here so we're like calming her down backing her up with love and reassurance and then at the end I think intuitively most of the time that in that beautiful inner natural intuitive voice will come through with some beautiful words of of wisdom and love and reassurance for you so that alone I think is really powerful seeing it hearing it actually getting more perspective on it is it true and then answering the legitimate questions and coming back with love and reassurance and I absolutely agree in that when you say I welcome it now. And I think 
I think there's something to be said around this as well is that when, because it's a fear-based voice, when we're doing something scary, when we're doing something out of our comfort zone, when fear pops up, especially in a business context, then maybe that's an edge to lean into. Maybe that's, you know, you stepping out of your comfort zone, but in a really wonderful way. So how can we see that maybe sometimes the fear that's involved is actually us growing, is actually us expanding, is actually a really good thing. And we should lean into those, those activities, tasks, decisions that are scary for us because they're going to give us so much growth and wonderful, wonderful things to come with that. Oh, I love so much of that. And especially doing the actions, like working through it, like you said, and going, I know something good is going to come out of this conversation with my inner critic because that's definitely how I see it. And if I'm afraid of something, it's normally, like you said, because across the line through an action, through a mindset, you're making a shift, something good will happen. And through doing Mm -hmm. the same steps like you've shared here and so beautifully, that's when the inner nurturer comes in and like literally holds my hand to do the next step. But I feel like if I didn't have the inner critic and then I didn't do this work and then didn't welcome the inner nurturer, I wouldn't make as much progress. And so that's why I think it's so important, like we said, to not spend so much time trying to silence it, but to actually Mm. accept it, like you said, as like a natural process that we can go through. And then obviously you get faster, Mm. better at it. I can have conversations with my, in my head, most things, most days, because I'm going to be honest, my inner critic comes out daily on a whole bunch of stuff and obviously when it's harder I do a lot of the steps that you've shared so I'd love to Mm. now move on to how we can start cultivating and listening to that inner nurturer inner nurturer and intuition like how can we start really listening to that knowing that when we listen to that and let it guide us it can really create a thriving business Yeah, beautiful. I just wanted to add as well, I totally agree in that. Do it on paper first and foremost is where I would say to start, but then absolutely in your head or, you know, a lot quicker and faster and you can kind of do it almost on the spot. Um, Amazing. Okay, so how to really strengthen or tap in or cultivate your intuition? Look, there's so many different ways to do this. I think even just having that inner critic conversation is going to give you that insight that there is a whole nother, another voice inside of us that is our true self. I think there's so many different practices that you could do. And I kind of alluded to some of them earlier, like meditation, for example, can be a really beautiful one to bring more awareness to your thoughts and your mind and then slowly start to to quieten them down and then to reconnect in with your true self. I think journaling is another really beautiful way to do that. Um, Even asking uh, yourself questions like, what does my intuition want me to know right now? Or what does my inner nurturer want me to know right now? And, you know, there's so many things around like self-compassion and self-love out there and um, obviously that's all really wonderful stuff I guess I would probably more talk to like how to develop your intuition because knowing that the love and the compassion comes from that inner voice and that that true self Um, so any anything like that can really be really supportive so what is that for you what does that look like is it softening is it going into your feminine energy more is it time in nature is it like barefoot walking on the ground is it like disconnecting from sort of the online world at times to really tune into your your true self so there's 
there's so many different ways and I would just encourage people to find out what those things are for them and also just bringing it back to how it feels so you know doing all those things that make you feel alive that make you feel really in touch with your true self that make you feel lit up excited expansive that beautiful light energy that the intuition um comes from so follow follow the excitement follow your intuition on on what are those little things and even practicing it on a day-to-day basis like I often suggest people start with really simple mundane decisions like do you want an apple or a banana or do you want a coffee or do you want a tea and let your intuition guide you there and just the simple small day-to-day decisions and, and asking yourself, asking your intuition specifically, what do I feel like? What do I want? What does my intuition say on this thing? And then hopefully that'll obviously with time strengthen and it can filter out to some bigger decisions. Yeah, I love that. I agree with you to start off with the little decisions. Even at the start of the day, I start off with the little decisions too. Like instead of being like, do you want to do this like sales thing or do you want to create this course? Like huge questions at 8 a.m. I ask myself simple <laughs> questions. Like I'm always like, what do I need right now? And yeah. it's so interesting, like what comes through. And often it's not what I intellectually or logically yeah. would think. So sometimes, you know, I'm trying to do more like exercise and that feels great. And it's really helping me connect with my body and my mind. And I love that. And that's something else, the same as you, that I advocate for people who want to get in touch with their intuition. Like how does it feel in your body? But so funny, the other day I asked myself and I was like, it should be going to the gym or et cetera. And it literally was sleep. And so I didn't go to the gym. I turned off my alarm and went back to sleep. And it can be as simple as that. And then I woke up and I was felt better and rested. Can make so many more like a great decisions Mm. in my business from that place. And you're so right. The more you do it, the more that you trust that you have the right answer. And like I said, it can look different to what you logically Mm. uh, think and feel at the time because we're conditioned more often to like prioritize other needs in like our business and in our life. So I'd love to hear from you. What have you achieved in your business knowing that your inner nurture or your intuition was like the key to that? How did you use that to create that success for yourself? Great question. I think overall it's, it's really about creating an aligned, authentic business. And so it's less about like, what should I be doing or how should I be showing up or what am I creating and what actually feels the best and what feels most aligned and authentic. And I think that can change the whole energy behind your business and how you show up day to day. Right. Um, so it's less about like, logic I need to think things through and sure and it's interesting because we're both in in business coaching as well it's interesting that yes there's uh, strategies and structures and processes and systems and all of that stuff that work right but if we don't have the right energy behind them if we don't have you know if it's not authentic and aligned and we're not showing up in that beautiful energy then it's not really going to be that supportive for us right so overall it's going to feel so different and I think that's probably my biggest thing But in terms of like tangible stuff, that's really interesting. And I'm trying to think back to some really good examples, but there's definitely been times when I've had like ideas for stuff and then I've almost created like a program outline and lots of, you know, lots of the content for it and then realized with some time, like sitting with it, actually, that doesn't feel in alignment with me right now, or my intuition saying, no, that's not quite right. Let's pause that and do this instead, whatever it might be. 
I think my podcast, even starting that was a huge intuitive decision for me. I always just knew that I was going to have a podcast, even well before I got into business. I just really, really loved it. And it was on my heart. And so little things like that. Um, I think it's just generally the, the energy though. And it's like, who do I need to reach out to? Or what do I need to do in my business today? And like you, I think, it's beautiful that we can create these these businesses that allow us that flexibility and freedom as well because for example this morning oh and I forgot one of the other things tarot cards or oracle cards or um, angel cards any of those are another beautiful practice to really tap into your intuition so for me this morning it was like I needed to create all this content and this stuff and it just wasn't flowing and feeling good and so intuitively I was like right I just need to pause and actually go reconnect with my true self and I feel like I needed to use my cards this morning so I did and it was the the messages and the nudges that I really needed to know and hear and then I was able to come back into my business with that beautiful, loving, reassuring energy that's expansive and aligned and abundant and all of those beautiful things that is really going to be the energy that's going to create success for me. Not that fear-based voice, not that constrictive, icky, pressure type energy, right? We all know the difference there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Damn, does that energy feel just so heavy. Now for me, if anything mm. feels heavy, even a tiny bit, I'm like, yeah, nah, like I'm just, I'm just not doing it. <laughs> So, and then I'll ask myself why I don't want to do it. And then I think, again, coming back to that process through ask myself yeah. why I don't want to do it, even when the inner critic's like, you have to, you should. The like inner nurture and intuition is like, no, because of X, Y, and Z. And so now, yeah. again, I'm able to make decisions so much quicker in my business because I just go straight for like, how does this make me feel? And sometimes it's about parking an idea. Like you said, you know, everything yeah. flows out of you sometimes. Like, no, it's now, so not like not the right time. Other times it's like, I'm only doing it because someone said I should. And I don't actually want to follow through this yes. day in, day out. And I think that makes such a huge difference to really just honor how you're feeling in the moment. And then you can bring it back to the strategies, the process, mm. the goals. I feel like a lot of my clients are listening to the shoulds and the inner critic and are focusing more on the high level work. And then when it comes down to implementing it, or like you said, showing up and from the energy it just feels so wrong. And then it gets harder to decide why it feels wrong because you've got all yeah. that strategy for me anyway, maybe I'm projecting all the strategy just sitting on me. I'm like, but the strategy says I should. And now I'm realizing the strategy is a guide and to listen to my intuition each day, which would tell me what action I need to take to allow me to like action and to implement the strategy. And that freedom for me has been yeah. like huge. I don't know about you and your clients, but I feel yeah. like when we talk about freedom and abundance and all of these fab words, that's what that actually looks like for me in a really, really practical mm. sense. Yes. Yes. Couldn't agree more. And thanks for bringing up the shoulds and the shouldn'ts. hundred percent agree. That's a really key way to tell if it's in a critic or not. Yeah, for sure. And so if you wanted listeners to take away one thing about cultivating the inner nurturer, the intuition, that beautiful supportive guiding voice what would it be oh that you absolutely have an intuition and it's a hundred percent your guiding light it will always lead you in the right direction for what's in you know the highest good for you in any moment and it's life-changing work it sounds really cliche but holy moly everything shifts when you start living from your intuition instead of your inner critic I love that. And I couldn't agree more once I realized that there was that other voice 
that I could lean into that. And that was more me than anything else that was happening externally that I was internalizing. It was just so, so freeing. It was, yeah, the best thing that I've ever done for my business and my life. So thanks so much for coming on to the Rachel Kujip show and sharing your story, insights and wisdom. I know listeners are going to get so much from what you've shared here today. Oh, total pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for tuning into today's episode. If you found what I've shared valuable, please leave a review and hit the subscribe button so you don't miss when a new episode drops every Wednesday.